find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. This this has been an unusually difficult week, and this is going to be a rough show, but it's going to be one that's going to mean a whole lot to me over time, and I think it's going to be one that you're really going to enjoy, and especially especially people that have pets or have lost pets. Um, and and even if you haven't, I think you're going to get an interesting new dimension and view of people who do own pets and why they benefit from them and why they care about them so much. Now, from time to time, <laughs> if you listen to the show you hear a meow in the background. That has been Muse. Now, on on my website, which is readyforloveradio.com, on my About page, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll find a picture of a cute cat, and that's Muse. He's been with me since he was about six weeks old, and personality i i often joke that he he got a double or triple dose of personality he really did um he's uh he's spoiled rotten i i take total blame credit for that very very unique cat to say the least and uh he's he definitely makes a mark on anybody that's ever met him and uh, i got him right about the time i started working from home full time so we he's very, very used to me being home with him and uh being here. And and so anybody anybody who's ever been to my house has met Muse. Well he um until the last three, four, five years, he has not been overly social. So it it was totally possible to come into my house and be here and visit and to have never seen him. But um, that that did change in the last several years. He, he became more sociable and, and would actually come out. But very unique to say the least. And actually I, I spelled Muse, M-U-Z-E. And at one point when I first, first started writing and blogging, I did literally have a blog and it's, it's still online. It was it was a blogspot blog and it was Muses Musings. And my two promotional books, I have two books, uh Book Promo one oh one and book promo two oh one, I believe. Um and there's a feature in there where that has little special tips and that kind of thing. And that was also called Muses Musings and has a little picture of him too. So, um he he's been incorporating a lot of things I do. And um Ever since I started the show on on New Visions almost eight years ago, um, I've, I've said that he was my furry co-host. And there, as only out of the three, I think this show is 360, 
and there's only been a couple of those ones I did not record at home um, but every show that I've recorded from home he's been right beside me or right beside the computer or on my lap for the show that's that's one of the reasons why you've heard him in the background because um, expecting him to be quiet for an entire hour that's expected a little much um, so this this is the first show that I've recorded from home that he's not here and the reason for that is that over the weekend um, on Sunday he started to get very sick and and we still don't know why um, and then by Monday he was extremely weak and uh, so I I got him into the vet a lot of coercion I got him into the vet early 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 Tuesday morning and um, by Tuesday afternoon I had to have him put to sleep so like I said it's been been a very very rough week um, we're still not sure entirely what happened but it happened very quick so um, he he didn't have to suffer which is good and um, we we had a really really good almost 16 years together and uh, as you can tell I'm very very sad about it and I'm gonna miss him but I have a whole lot of great great memories and a lot of very funny memories and a whole lots and lots and lots of pictures of it which now I'm very glad I took all those pictures um, but I, I just wanted to share some some of those stories with you that I think as pet owners and, and animal lovers some of you will, will enjoy and I found a couple articles about unconditional love between animals and their owners and also some of the things that went into helping me because anybody that's ever had to make the decision to to put their pet to sleep knows that's that's one of the toughest things you're going to do um, I've I've had to do it twice now and um, broke my heart both times I did it uh, this this time it was it was a little different this time because I've I've been through so many of my health crises with him and I um there was people to listen to know that that in the last six years I've I've had a lot of health issues to deal with and one thing very very consistent with those is you know obviously I've I've had to be in the hospital for the, the main part of all those and sometimes that meant that well like the the one when I had the dissection um, I went to the doctor and they they basically just took me to the hospital and I was um, with no notice gone for a month and um, there was I had no notice ahead of time of what was going to happen and then when I came home um, by the time I got home no nobody had seen me she had been hidden the whole time I was gone and when I got home there was a hospital bed in my living room 
they had moved the, the couch out, moved the hospital bed in. And when I got home, nobody had seen him for a month, which had me really worried that he had gotten out and taken off. And I should have known better because he would have had to go past a person that's not like him. And as soon as as soon as soon um, my dad and brother pulled out of the driveway, you could hear the gravel. And the door had been shut and they were gone. And, and Muse came running through the house and jumped and pounced on me, which was not good on the surgery um, scars and all that. But he would not move, would not move off of me for anything. And I was way too weak to move him. So he, he basically just stayed right there on my chest and would not move. And uh, I, I have several pictures. Actually, that's the one I posted on Facebook early in the week when I, I posted what had happened. And um, he, he <laughs> the few times I actually did move um, the next couple weeks after that, I mean, he was right by my ankles, would not leave my side. And uh, he, he couldn't have been more of a nursemaid if he had tried. But, you know, any anybody knocked on the door, he was right there. Just he, he turned his head and, like, watched for the door, like, what, 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 you know. And uh, any anybody come in the door, he was right on it, watching them, keeping an eye on everything. But, I mean, he was, he, he literally, I mean, if, if I moved, he would move just enough to let me do what I needed to, but he was he, he's still touching me, not not moving. Um, the the next time I had to go in the hospital, I lined it up with, with very good friends of mine and they set up a room so that when I left the hospital I could come stay with them for a month while I was recuperating afterwards. And so while while I was in the hospital, I, I knew I'd be in the hospital for about a month. Um he stayed with them that way he wouldn't be alone and uh so he had his he had his own room okay and and he he got everything he needed had food and water and, and a litter box there in the room and had a whole room to himself and uh if he laid in the window or looked at the window he had he had ducks and chickens and and cats and dogs and all this outside and so he he had all that and he was he was really upset with me when i got back um, but he, and I got a picture of this too. He, he came out and, and I managed to get in the room. And, um, so he, he came up and, and he jumped up on the bed and he, he, he wanted to be with me, you know, cause he had missed me. And so I, I had laid down and he came up and he got, under the covers so he couldn't see me because you know he's so many didn't want to see me so he gets under the covers but he he got under the covers laying against my leg okay so so he was with me but didn't want to see me and didn't want me to see him but after a little while he he came up and you know saw me so he um lots of attitude lots and lots of attitude but and then, then for the next for the next at least two, two three weeks, he would he would lay right right beside me all night, and and keep an eye on me. And I'd wake up and he'd be right there in my face, you know, like checking on me and just just so sweet, making sure and and keeping an eye on things. And anybody come in to check on me, he he you know he keep an eye on them too. And 
It just so so sweet, you know, and it was it was like even even if somebody was bringing food in for him, he he stay by me first and then go get whatever he needed. So it was just it was so so sweet. I just had another surgery in March and he did this very same thing. You know, so when when I got the call back from the doctor um, Tuesday, you know, and, and the doctor was telling me, and the doctor was straight shooter. I mean, it was, I, I actually, I'd never talked to this doctor before. And I, I pretty much knew Monday night how bad it was. Um, I I made a, a spot on the bed with and, and a big, big sheet and, and made a big, almost a nest for him, you know, so he'd be comfortable, as comfortable as possible. And I had him laying right there, and I had my arm around him so I could feel him breathing. Yeah, that's that's how bad he was. And, and his poor face, he looked he looked so so bad. And um, I just I just knew I needed to get him to seven o'clock. They were going to open at seven, and I I had an appointment to get him in there at seven. And so the doctor called me back about eight, and because um, I had it set up, they they have a system that you can bring him in between seven and eight, and then. Because they didn't have any appointments until like Friday, and I, that wasn't going to work. And they said, bring him in between 7 and 8, and then as soon as the doctor's free, we'll get him in with them. So I said, okay, that, that'll work. I'll get him in. And um, so the doctor called back. And the doctor was very, very to the point and very blunt. No no sugarcoating, no flour, anything. Very blunt. And, um, and I mean, he he was very very blunt on the situation which was um it it was it was as bad as i thought it was um maybe a little worse so i kind of needed a little while to kind of deal with it but and and when i called back i told him i said you know muse has been right by my side every time through extremely serious health crisis you know he's been right there every time I've needed him and this is this is my turn I have to be there for him in a major health crisis and I I have to do what's right for him and best for him and no matter how much how much it hurts me and um you know i i have to i have to put him first this isn't about me it's about him and uh i i took a couple hours just to to talk to some of my closest friends and kind of prepare myself cuz all, all of you who have ever had to do that, you all know how hard it is. So, um, I I um, did what I had to do for him, and like I said, I've uh, I will God, I will miss him, but I will continue to enjoy all the times that we had together, 
and um, his pay, his picture will stay on on my page for the show because as you know he he was here with me when everything was getting started and getting going and all that so but but I just I I had to I had to share it all with you guys you know I I share the the good the bad and and all of it and and like I said I know so many of you have been through the same thing I know you understand you know each each person that's that's um, close to me and important to me has been through the same thing, and we've we've all dealt with it. You know, we've all had to make the decision and make the call, and and um, I I called one one of my closest friends and I said, um, and I you know I've been through it with them with um, a very special um, Siberian husky that he had. And um, I asked him, I said, I said, would you mind if if uh, Muse is buried next to, to Spade? And uh, he said, no, he'd be fine with that. So, because um, Spade was very special to me, too. So, that was, that was good. I like that. I like that they'll be together. So, but... Something I thought would be nice. I, I didn't want to just share the sad news with, with the listeners. And then this will be a, a shorter show than normal just because uh, it's it's just that kind of week. And I hope y'all will um, not hold that against me. <laughs> um, I found a couple of things, a couple of articles I really, really liked. And I thought that would go would would be kind of perfect considering everything um and i i actually would love to have somebody on talking just about the the whole benefit of pets to our own well-being and even to families and relationships and uh so i i will work that out but i was looking at the reasons pets improve our health which is so interesting. I I've been somebody my earliest memories of having a pet go back to about three or four. And I actually remember one of our cats when she was having kittens and it was before we moved, which has gotta be around four, I think. Um, she was a beautiful Persian. Oh my goodness, she was gorgeous. Long hair Persian. And considering my allergies now, which bother me all the time, I can't believe we had a long hair Persian. But actually one of one of these health benefits that that actually will will enter into what I'm gonna tell you. Um there's actually seven benefits in this. Um and and some I knew and some I didn't. It actually says and and a lot of these re- refer to people that have dogs because you know going for daily walks with their dogs. It says um, pets can lower your cholesterol, and it says that is because they're going for daily walks, so it helps to keep your cholesterol levels down. And there's a study by the Australian National Heart Foundation that shows that 
Okay, it says it helps us get rid of stress. And one of those is, is walking. But the other is um, a study shows that when we pet our animals, pet our pets, but you know, pet our animals sounds, sounds better, um, our bodies release oxytocin. And that's a, a strong neurochemical that produces happy feelings. And there was also another thing I was looking at. I think it's the other article I was looking at. It says that when you look into your pet's eyes, and especially when you look into your dog's eyes, there's a connection, a bonding connection, which also releases oxytocin. So you might want to might want to try that. Um, and it also causes a marked lessening of the bad stress hormone cortisol when we pet our pets and it's not included per se but cortisol is also the thing that if I remember correctly uh, women fight cortisol because of gaining weight in their um, what is it in, in our 40s and 50s isn't it I, I'm just putting that out there um, I'm thinking that's one of the, the hormones that we we deal with. It also gave the example of a veteran that had PTSD and said um, he was dealing with PTSD so bad that he couldn't leave the house without his wife coming with him. He just he needed her to be with him. But then he was given a dog, and after a few days of bonding with him, um, he was actually able to go out of the house and walk around where he lived without having to take his wife with him. And I know there's a lot of things that people are doing um, with a companion animal. And I'd love to do a show, show about companion animals sometime, too. Um, and, and while I'm thinking about that, if any of the listeners come across someone or get an idea of somebody that would be a guest, please feel free to pass that along if you want to. Or have them contact me. I have I have people contact me out of the blue to be guests all the time, and I have no issues with that whatsoever. They can reach me at uh, Ready for Love Radio at gmail .com or on the contact page on my website. Either one. So I'm I'm always always open to. Um, I mean I, I have all kinds of ideas for guests, but I also have no problem with people suggesting guests. I'm I'm very open to that kind of thing. So just in case. Uh, let me see. Pets also help lower our blood pressure, which is a great thing. Um, when your dog or cat, let me see, when you pet your dog or cat, your blood pressure comes down. And I know, I know I've done that because keeping my blood pressure down with my dissection and aneurysms is, is extremely critical. And I know there have been times when, when mine is, is high because I, I check mine pretty much every morning and have for six years now um, and I I go come here muse and I have him come over and I, I just kind of you know have him come up on my lap and bed him and, and just kind of you know breathe a little deeper and, and just in addition to my medicine and just kind of get my blood pressure to kind of just settle down um, let me see they can also increase our improve our fitness levels again with with taking them for a walk um, since the, the study showed the people that walk their dogs showed improvements in their fitness levels and let me see 
and lowered risk of cardiovascular disease. So you've got um, due to lowering not just your cholesterol but also lowering stress, lowering blood pressure, increasing your fitness level, and all of those things to combine to lower cardiovascular issues. And now this one, this one I hadn't thought about, but it, it does make sense. Um, it says that pets can lessen or avert children's allergies, not necessarily. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I could have had more. Um, it says, did you have a pet while growing up? And we, we always had pets when I was growing up, and I've always had them since I moved out of the house and have been on my own. Um, then it says, that if you had a pet while you were growing up, you may have been given an advantage when it comes to allergies. Research printed in the clinical and experimental allergies um, shows that kids who were around pets prior to turning six months old, which I believe I was, actually, yeah, because we had a dog then, uh, tended to have fewer allergies along with fewer problems like eczema, asthma, and hay fever when they were older, as well as less upper respiratory illnesses. It suggested that if you expose young children to things like allergens and dander, they might react to them less in the long run. And growing up near both farm animals and household pets, such as cats and dogs, have been shown to have a stronger immune system as well as less of a chance of getting eczema or asthma. So, kind of like, you know, you're, you're getting them more immune to it by being exposed to it earlier, which makes sense. It's the same as getting a vaccine, you know, expose the body to it early and then they don't have them later. And I love this last one, and it makes sense in a lot of ways. It says, pets alleviate depression. Pets give their owners social support so that in turn that provides general well-being more so than not having pets. And that's a study that was printed in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. It's a study by the British always get this messed up, Psychological Society that studied the results of several research studies and discovered dog owners in particular have better psychological and therapeutic well-being. Dog owners also had stronger feelings of competence and autonomy. Showed that social bonding with our pets, as well as the way they make us feel calm, can at times be quite powerful. This is due to the fact that our pets provide us with something else to concentrate on besides negative thinking, such as people suffering from depression tend to go through. They give us unconditional acceptance and love. I love that. Well, you know, and it, it does. It gives us, when we have pets, and they're our responsibility to cut, to take care of and to care for and all that, it does give us something to, to take care of, take care of, to focus on, to make sure they're okay. You know, plus, plus it builds responsibility. I, I've always, always thought having a pet is a good idea. And like I said, it's it's also something it builds responsibility. I I've always thought it's great to have pets. Like I said, as soon as I moved out of the house, I made sure that I had a pet of my own because I you know I miss not having one. But I've I've always had pets. 
But and my uh, one of my neighbors came over today to check on me because I I let his mom know about news last night. And he came over to check on me and he says, "Are you going to get have another?" Because he he's known that I I had two cats for quite a while, and uh, asked if I was going to get another another cat. And I said, I said, well. I I have this thing that that obviously no no, but then I I never I never end up going without having a pet. So at some point I will have another pet. I don't know when, but I will at some point. Now, unconditional love is something that I think we have to be careful who we give unconditional love. But it's it's a powerful thing, and it's interesting. I found an article about pets and unconditional love, and the first sentence in here says, <laughs> "Anyone who has ever owned a pet knows they have the capacity for the kind of unconditional love that is seen that is seen otherwise only between a human and its offspring." And I'm like. Okay, there's. I I certainly don't get unconditional love from from my family members, but um, some in particular uh, definitely don't. But I just thought that was an interesting first sentence. Um, but <laughs> and and you could tell that that most of what they put in here relates to dogs. And as as a long, 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 long time cat owner, <clears throat> I will agree that dogs show much more unconditional love or much more demonstrable with their love, you know. Um, but I I think depending on the cat. They love their owners just as much. They might just be that they don't show it as much. Um, and I think they're capable of being just as loving. Um, I I would put... Easily my last three cats up as just as loving, just as caring, and just as giving as pretty much any dog that I've ever seen. Um, but like I said, I, I know that most people usually say or usually refer to dogs, but I think it just depends. Because um, like it says, the, the gentle nudge of a wet nose, a lick on the hand, that kind of thing. Um but I, I really I really think that both both dogs and cats show their, their love and care and concern. Like when when um when we're feeling down, when we're feeling sick and, and just like when when I um had the dissection and before I realized how sick I was, I am still convinced to this day that my cat Shadow knew how sick I was and was was acting out and was trying to let me know how sick and and I wasn't paying attention and I should have been 
Um, but it's um, like I said, I, I wasn't getting the message. He was he was acting out in ways that he never had before, and um, like I said, I, I was incredibly sick. And he he was doing everything in his power to get my attention, and um, I, I really wasn't paying attention like I should have been. And I really think he was trying to help me. But they they know before we do, just like they know when the weather's changing. They know um, they know when things are wrong. They really do. And I think it's true for dogs and for cats. And and just like a subtle subtle change in in how we act, they pick up on it. Um, and and when they're upset, um, when they're frightened, like when when a storm is coming, when a thunderstorm is coming, and a lot of times they'll hear a storm coming before we do. Like like um, you may think you you're you're hearing thunder um, or that kind of thing, and I know. Like Muse would come running in here and and jump up beside me, and I'd be like, I think I hear thunder, and and I wouldn't be quite sure. And and about that time, he'd come running in. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I did, I did, I did. And then a couple minutes later, I do hear thunder. You know, um, but they they know when they know when something's going on, whether it's the weather, whether it's something else outside, or whether it's us. Says um. Yeah, here's the thing about looking in. It says, studies have shown that looking a dog in the eyes can boost levels of oxytocin for them and for us, and that's the hormone that's involved in social bonding. So that helps us to bond with, with our animals. Um, it says, dogs are the only species, which I, I disagree with that because I think cats are like this too, um, Dogs are the only species that, like a human child, runs to its human when it's frightened, anxious, or displeased to see us. <laughs> okay, cats may not run to us when they're pleased to see us, but they do. They do come to us when they're frightened or they're anxious. Now it's interesting too, versus dogs and the are an animal that um, actively seeks eye contact with people when they want to be with us. Okay, and it says the cats will come to us when when we're down and we'll show that they're pleased with us and <laughs> they'll lick our hand or, or their purr or something like that just to let us know that they're content. And they really will. Because they just they just purr, and you know that they're happy. There have been many times when Muse is trying to act irritated with me, and I'm like, no, 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 I hear you're purring. You're happy. You're trying to tell me you're not, but you are. And there's so much, so much that our pets give us in terms of love and emotional support. And sometimes just by just by being with us, you know, just by being with us, um, you know, by curling up beside us, by laying on our lap, just sometimes it's just by being being close by, you know, 
and they don't really need to do anything. It's just just being here. You know, we just know and just need somebody to be nearby, and they are. And like I said, most most pet lovers know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes they'll be nearby, and we'll just we'll just pet them, and it just it it helps to lower our our, our blood pressure, and we just we feel less stress. And it says it it includes dogs, cats, rabbits, and horses, and in the list. And I'm sure I'm sure there's some people that have have other animals that they feel the same way about. And it it doesn't it often it doesn't take long. We just sometimes you just need you just need to be with them, you know. It's just that companion animal thing. You just you need the the support and the friendship. And there's there's an actual classification now of companion animals. Okay, that provide the support and the friendship. Okay, and they are there and trained for people in society that are lonely, sick, and elderly. Okay, they can be the friends that they need. Okay, that understand the world around them. And I'm sure I'm sure people have heard about this. And, and like I said, I really want to have somebody on that, that discusses this in detail. And um, they could be for autistic children to help to guide them through things that are, are so confusing to them. Um, people with anxiety disorders, people that are depressed, people that have PTSD that just need that presence, that unconditional love. And to just help them. So I um I need to find somebody to come on to help me with that. So we need to we need to talk about that. We need to do it. And there's a cool thing that they were saying. It's um Emory University in the United States, okay, has trained dogs. I don't know how they did this, but they trained dogs because I know humans that can't do this. They trained them to lie still in an MRI machine, right? How in the world did they do that? Okay, lie, to lay still in an MRI machine, and then they used fMRI, which is functional magnetic resonant imaging, to track their neural responses to the smell of people and dogs that are familiar and unfamiliar, okay? And then because dogs navigate the world through their senses, I mean through their smell, and through their noses, they were able to get insights into how they interact in the world around them. All kinds of interesting information came out of that. I, I'm still flabbergasted by the fact that they could get a dog to lay still in an MRI machine. Wow. Because especially stupid things are so freaking noisy. My gracious. Okay. Uh, let me see. Oh, and this is this is cool. In Budapest, in an inter, in a university study, they studied the brain activity of dogs in response to different human and dog sounds. Now, now for people people that make ugly sounds to their dogs for any reason, any reason whatsoever, pay attention to this. It said the researchers discovered that happy sounds light up the auditory cortex in people and dogs. 
So if you want your dogs to listen and pay attention, make happy sounds. I'm just saying. Research has been done. That's the sounds that get them to listen. They don't listen to things that aren't happy sounds. And this this is interesting. It says, many people rail against the increasing humanization, quote-unquote, of our pets. But the author says that they think this is wrong. They said many people aren't trying to humanize their pets into little humans. What they're doing is they see that their animal is a companion, not a human, but a companion. And they're a loving, sensate creature that science has proven truly loves us. Our pets deserve human-grade food. And oh my goodness, boy, to muse enjoy human food. Um, a warm, safe place to rest, plenty of exercise, and our unconditional love and attention. And I probably butchered the the uh, pronunciation of sentient, but it is having sense, perception, conscious, and experience, sensation, and feeling, capable of sensation or of sense perception having the power of feeling. And as far as I'm concerned, pets certainly have all those things. So now I'm I I often say that that Muse was certainly my boy and I thank the world and love him to no end. And certainly got lots and lots of love back from him and I I will certainly miss him very 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 much um, but I I do understand he, he's a cat not a doubt in my mind um, but yeah he um, he gave he gave a whole lot a whole lot while he was here and will be missed. And I think I think you definitely made a mark on everybody, all of my friends. I really do. But I hope that that some of the information was interesting, and maybe maybe a couple things that you didn't know before. But my heart goes out to everybody that that has has had a pet that they have that they've lost. And like I said, I've I've had to make the decision before to, to have one put down and man that's that's heartbreaking definitely heartbreaking a good good friend of mine yesterday asked what she could do for me and I said, just help me mend my heart that's that's all I need to do right now but um but my thoughts thoughts are with everybody and um and I want to wish everybody a good week and do me a favor and give give your favorite pet a hug for me. And I will see you next time on Ready for Love Radio. 